0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Varsity Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Guevara. And with me, as always, is Mr. Lupi Ramirez. And we are in the third part of our podcast as we're going to get ready to dive into the baseball and softball uh, seasons. Uh, some teams, it seems like they're almost at the halfway point of their season because they played so many tournament games. But mm-hmm. uh, there's a few that are kind of getting their season uh, started off. Uh, but we're going to dive into uh, some of the good, the bad, and the ugly, and everything else in between. But first up, uh, before we dive into all of this, how things been going on your end, bro? Not
1: too bad. It, it's, it's been a very busy springtime, but that means it's going to be uh, an even busier summer, and I'm looking forward to it. There's plenty of things that, that we're looking forward to as far as growing the varsity breakdown. and. And we've talked about this ad nauseum the past couple of days. It doesn't feel like this is just season two.
0: No, definitely not. And that we're almost done with it as well. Mm -hmm. So, but no, I'm glad that everything's going good with you. Um,
1: Well, before we get into baseball, why don't we talk about you? How have you been the past couple of days?
0: Oh, I've been doing good, man. Uh, Just uh, got the email that I'm going to be working the uh, all-star game for the MLB. So I'll be uh, getting flown out. I appreciate it. I'll be uh, getting flown out to uh, Seattle for that uh, with Fox. So that was the big highlight of my week. Uh, other than that, same as you, man, been busy and looking forward to uh, the what the second half of uh, baseball and softball has in store for us and uh, kind of seeing how things finish up. You know, there's uh, some teams that feel I feel like are on the brink of having a, a great season where some are just kind of struggling a little bit, you know. Uh, But let's dive into uh, baseball and just kind of start off with this will be like kind of alphabetically. You know, we're not going to put them in a standings order or anything like that. Uh, What's the first team you want to dive in with?
1: Well, if we're going alphabetically, let's just go down the line and start off with ALA Anthem South. ALA Anthem South is a team that we anticipated would be a a little bit behind the curve because, you know, being a new program and and all the things that come with it. And their record reflects it right now. Right now they're 0-10. And they, they have the opportunity to make a little bit better of their first season. But uh, with it being their first season, it, it's going to be a struggle in itself. What do you think?
0: I definitely see uh, some growing pains. I mean, they're in a, a pretty tough uh, community when it comes to uh, different schools fighting, you know, to get uh, students to enroll in, in their school. You know, uh, talking about Florence and Santan Foothills. And we see how... Butte. Uh, Oh, and Poston Butte as well, you know, up the road, uh, ALA, Ironwood are in the area. But I think once their current students kind of get in the flow of things and uh, get a couple years under their belt, you'll see that program kind of start turning around because what I've seen a lot with these newer schools is some of them are uh, pretty successful right away and that's just due to the enrollment uh, that they have at this school. But being that this is a 3A school, you don't expect as many students, so Just give it a couple years, and I think that uh, we might be uh, talking about ALA Anthem South as being a potential Santan Foothills.
1: Okay. That's high praise for them. Let's talk about the other ALA in the Ironwood Warriors. Um, One thing I know I like about them is their uniforms. Those white warrior uniforms are so crispy. I, I wish that I could have one.
0: And you know me. I'm not big on looks or anything like that, but they definitely do have a pretty nice uniform all
1: right and the warriors are sitting right now at two and eight what do you feel is the main reason for their slow start
0: i think it's just uh having to play in a tough 3a central uh you know you have uh some pretty good teams uh i haven't uh got to see them live to really uh detail where you know they're hurting as far as if if it's pitching defense uh batting once i'm able to uh get out there and see uh, what holes they have uh, as far as their offense and defense, then I can probably give a better detail as to that. But I just really would uh, probably point to that is there's a lot of tough teams in that 3A Central.
1: All right, all right. So, all right, keeping the speculations low and just, just moving on, let's talk about Apache Junction. Apache Junction is 3-8 and eight in this season right now. And do you feel that Apache Junction has the ability to possibly – Go over 500 this season? Or do you feel that they will be a team that finishes below 500?
0: I think it's a team that will probably finish below 500.
1: Now, this is a team that surprised us a couple of days ago and beat a team in Eastmark that we were expecting to just route them.
0: Yeah, uh, but if we'll piggyback off that about a a team later on uh, in Vista Grande. But I just think that baseball and softball are a lot more unique than uh, football you know talent can carry you through in those sports Uh but in baseball and softball I mean you can have a bad day like really bad whether you're batting your team's batting or whether the pitching's not coming through and so really any any team has their day and I'm Glad to say Apache Junction had theirs because, you know, I definitely I'll definitely agree with you and say, yeah, we didn't have them uh, picking up that victory. But do I see them uh, finishing over 500? I hope that that win sparks something for them, because I think they've actually won two in a row uh, picking up another win against Coronado. And so if that's something that can help them uh, swing their momentum, then possibly. But I'm going to say at this point right now, I'm not uh, expecting that.
1: All right moving forward into Casa Grande let's
0: talk about the Casa Grande Union Cougars who are currently 3-6 and 1 this one was actually surprising for me uh seeing that uh the amount of talent that they had coming back um i thought Casa Grande had the potential of being uh over 500 at this point in the season but but where do you think that they can improve in order to pick up more victories.
1: Um, Kind of like how you said about ALA, about you not being there. I haven't really been there for uh, any Casa Grande baseball games. Now, and I will be soon. And, and it's kind of like that with Vista Grande too. There's been plenty of times where we've had opportunities to go, but then other things have came up and we haven't really got the chance to. But I'm pretty sure when I get out there, I'll be able to, to not necessarily pinpoint what what is necessarily the, the issue or something that they got to work on, but... If I had to just guess, I'm pretty sure it's got to be about putting runs on the board. There's probably a correlation between the defenses they're playing and the way that they're batting right now. Because we saw how well they performed last year and they didn't lose many, many pieces. Mm-hmm. So th- like you said earlier, we anticipated them to come back just as strong, but it's still early. They, they have a lot of chances to continue to move forward, and, and I think they'll do just that.
0: Yeah, because it seems like they're not out of any games, you know, that if they can keep it close, I think they can sneak out some victories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely a team we got to keep our eye on uh, in the second half of the season because I think they have a chance to turn it around. Uh, but let's move on into uh, the Combs Coyotes, who are 4-3-1. and one. Uh, it's a team that we uh, haven't really got a lot of engagement from as far as uh, baseball and softball go. But it's a team that uh, currently sits a game above five hundred. Uh, do you think that that's a that's something we can expect going forward for the Coyotes?
1: I'd like to believe so because that whole area is really enamored with the sport, and, and that's that's a great thing to see. Is 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 the community come together like that and basically just groom their youth to be potential future all-stars in, in that sport so i i definitely think that combs is going to be a team that we see at the end of the year over 500
0: okay i could definitely uh agree with that one uh let's move into uh the college bears nine six and one on the year uh this is a team we have got to see uh quite a bit uh you you uh were at the joe padilla uh tournament uh tell us uh what you saw from the college bears that you did not see from last year's team.
1: One thing that was for sure a big difference was the amount of coaches in the dugout. Um, last year, um, R- Coach Rico had a couple of you know of, of coaches that you know that were there to help him in, in uh, Twin and Coach Mondo. Um, this year, his staff is a little bit different. Twin is back, but he also has Kevin Davis. And, and one thing that I noticed is is that voice in the dugout is is crucial for the bears and another thing is in that tournament i've noticed that they were really talkative Mm -hmm. maybe it could have been the pieces that were there in the tournament um but if you fast forward a bit to their game the last game that we were both able to attend at the joe padilla field when they played the florence gophers there were times where uh jordan where Jordan Johnson, a, a, a member of the Coolidge Bears football team, was in the dugout, and he was actually cheering louder for his uh, the Bears teammates on the field than the players in the dugout. And that was a little bit uncharacteristic to me because for a while there, Coolidge was actually got on that communication train where they, mm-hmm. they weren't afraid to talk. But I, I know that one thing that kind of not hinders but limits their their amount of chatter is kind of their inability to – ease up on the smack talk. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that Coach Rico is definitely wanting to, to stop this year is, is, is not take the fun out of the game, but to eliminate the trash talk and the problems that come with it.
0: Well, with Coolidge, uh, they've already shattered their record from the last three seasons combined. If you remember when Coach Rico took over, they had the COVID year. Uh, the next year, I believe they won. They didn't win a game. And then uh, last year, I believe they won maybe one or two. Uh, But to be already nine wins in, you know, the first uh, part of the season, it shows that they have definitely changed things up over there in Coolidge. And I hope to see that uh, going forward. Um, I think for me, uh, just being more selective at the plate you know uh and getting those bats going i think that that's the only thing that really hurts this team is if they can't hit the ball i think that that's what uh causes them to kind of fold uh in the latter part of the game and you know we we've seen it where sometimes their re- their defense is really good and you know they're keeping it to a one two run game they just can't get those crucial runs in
1: i think you you hit a major nail on the head earlier when you said is is about being selective at the plate and i know a lot of players from that team listen to this podcast and if you're listening one thing that i wanted to tell you from the tournament time to now is if that ball is eye level
0: let it go man let it go (laughs) i I think we could say that about a lot of teams but i mean you you remember being in that spot man some of those ones are the toughest ones
1: (laughs) oh yeah i understand that angst being in that batter's box and you know just wanting to make contact and 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 to, and to put yourself in a position to help your team win but you're not helping anybody swinging at those pitches and 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 what's even worse is when you're swinging at those pitches and and you can already hear the the <laughs> opposing dugout just saying you know they're mess but you know just be one thing that I would just say is just be a little bit more selective at the play there's there's multiple opportunities for you to get that hit but you you you're not going to get that hit if you're swinging at junk that's a of your nipples boys I am <laughs> just being honest with
0: you All right well let's keep it going uh we spoke about uh Florence just a few minutes ago uh they're currently sitting at 11 and 3 and uh having a great start to their season all they've already beaten Coolidge twice uh but uh one of their losses uh come from Santan Foothills what what are your thoughts on the Gophers and the successes that they're having uh, this early in the season
1: when it comes to their successes, they've actually had quite a bit and and you're right. And we got to talk to uh, Anthony Pistorio about this a a little bit, you know, through social media, this baseball season is totally crazy. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that Santan Foothills had beaten Florence and just a couple of days ago, Florence had beaten Odyssey Institute, Institute, which beat Santan Foothills. (laughs) And it's just so crazy. And, 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 wild how much this season fluctuates and, and how much the competition is so different and, and how much you said everybody has, has a good day and, and some teams yeah. have bad days but Florence is a team right now that is consistently stringing together good days and, and making the best out of each moment.
0: I think for me it's how well they played the small ball you know they they got uh, they don't have pitchers that are gonna blow the ball by you or you know throw a lot of crazy junk but when their pitchers deliver, their defense backs them up. But um, but one of the things I think when they're batting is their situational uh, awareness of the game, bunning, knowing, you know, uh, when to run, when not to run, you know, and that's how we heard uh, the first time that they beat a uh, Coolidge was they were doing a lot of small ball stuff, you know, doing a lot of hitting runs, bunning and uh, stealing bases. And that's going to get you very far, especially uh, if Florence makes it to the playoffs that small Which I ball feel like they will. Yeah, I definitely do as well. Uh but that small ball uh, portion of the game just watch how crucial it is when a team struggles against that.
1: Yeah, and I agree you you were right when you said that they don't have a lot of players that will blow it by you, but one thing that 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 bullpen does have is a lot of reliable arms. Yeah. And those reliable arms are great, but you got to think about who's also behind the plate and Tyler Potter does an amazing job back there keeping his base runners honest. And that's another thing I've noticed too is that not many people will steal on Florence because there's Tyler is such a smart player, bro. Like there's so many times where even when a ball is past him, he won't give the defense or or the, the player on base the opportunity to know that that ball's behind him because he would just stare him down at, while he's on his base mm-hmm. and then slowly make his way towards the ball. And then it's just, it's so amazing and methodical to watch and it's like man this kid is (laughs) on another level so respects to teapot on his his play behind the plate and and i know that pretty soon that bat is going to pick up too because every and i'm not i'm not doubting him but every at bat that i've seen he he kind of goes into it uh a little bit too hard maybe it's because you know his 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 uh walk-up music is tweaking i'm tweaking tweaking. no i'm just kidding but I, i i feel that the gophers are in a really good spot right now and I don't really see them regressing.
0: I would definitely agree. But moving on into uh the Maricopa Rams sitting at eight and three. A team we still uh haven't been able to uh go out and uh kind of scout but uh it's good to uh see some positivity uh for the Rams, especially uh in baseball. Uh this is our first year covering them so I didn't really know too much about them from last year. But but what surprises you about the Rams that you know seeing the, uh, them with the eight and three record, knowing that they're not in five A, they're actually in six A.
1: I think that that's probably the most surprising thing to me is the the fluctuation in their range and just how well they're competing against these six A teams. The the thing that that I find also really amazing is is just how one sport focused some schools could be, mm-hmm. and I think that because we didn't cover uh, Maricopa baseball last year, that baseball just might be Maricopa's thing this year.
0: Yeah, it de- it definitely could, uh, you know, and I'm really excited to see uh, wh- how they can finish the season because knowing that they're in the 6A division, it gets me pretty excited to see what the future is uh, for the Rams.
1: And especially with them doing this good.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: And shout out to one of our favorite Maricopa Rams, Vincent Howe. He's not on the varsity squad, but I know that he will definitely work his way up there very soon.
0: Can't wait to see that. Uh, But let's go to a a team that has shown a lot of consistency uh, from football all the way till now. In, uh multiple sports and that's the post and Butte Broncos uh the boys are currently sitting at uh 10 and six on the year uh you got Connor Lopez who he's just a, a home run machine uh, I think he if I looked uh at the end of the week I have to actually update my rankings here soon but I believe he has six on the season already yes. so you know um what what's got you excited about the Broncos
1: um other than their black and white uniforms that and, and I know that I'm really <laughs> focused on fashion when it comes to sports, but that's just one thing that I noticed. I, and I, I'm a firm believer in the words of Coach Prime. You look good, feel good, feel good, play good. You play good, they pay good. <laughs> and, and Post imbute, and the, the the way that they're able to just continually transfer that greatness from one sport to another, to another, Pretty pretty sure that by the time... My daughter is finishing high school or in high school. Post and Butte is going to be a ridiculous powerhouse that they're already building their way to right now.
0: I definitely couldn't have said it any better, man. Like, they're a, definitely a program that may just be the overall best in the county when it comes to all the sports we cover.
1: Not only the, uh, in sports, but academically as yeah, well. They're a very well, very well performing school.
0: Let's move on to a team that. I know we were excited to see what they were going to do this year. I know they were excited to uh have us cover uh baseball for them. Uh, and that's the Santan Foothill Sabercats. Currently sitting at seven and four. Uh, as we stated, uh picked up a victory against uh Florence, I believe 20 to 9. Mm-hmm. But uh what uh, have you uh liked uh from uh, the Sabercats so far this season? Uh not only at the Joe Padilla uh, tournament but also seeing them in some region matchups
1: well i didn't really get to see him in region play i i got to see them play uh blue ridge and, and in that game i got to see the dominance of roy kimball martin on the mound uh the i know his instagram says it's roy lifts but roy can throw too and, and one thing is this kid's pot man like when he comes up to bat like you can almost feel the shift in tension On the defense, knowing that this ball, you know, has the ability to carry, but if it comes at you got to be prepared. And that's one thing that 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 is apparent with that entire Sabercat squad is everybody on that team from one to nine on that batting order can get hits and. And it's, and it's everybody. You, and not even just talking about the pitching, but you talk about their catcher, Cohen Scott. Mm-hmm. In the game that I went to against uh, Blue Ridge, he actually went yard that game. So they have plenty of reasons to be excited when they're on offense. And even on defense, one thing that's that's really good is their communication. Mm-hmm. We saw it a lot in football. Bo is a very good communicator, and,
0: and he's a very good hitter too.
1: Very good hitter, and he's deceptively fast on mm-hmm. those base passes. And, and
0: well, I think we both said like uh, we when we saw him um, uh, mm-hmm. when we went to drop off Coach Carlin's award, he he did look slimmer like from when we saw him in football. So yeah. I
1: and that's one thing that I think uh, I had mentioned too when we were leaving. I was like, that kid's disciplined to go to bulk up in football season, to be the big guy in the middle and and plug up those holes and to be that vocal leader and to come into softball, or not softball, excuse me, come into baseball season lean, slim, trim, but still have all the muscle necessary to to do everything behind the plate and make all those balls carry. Shout out to Bo Cotherman because he is a big reason why Santan Foothills, Sabercats, baseball and football is doing extremely well this season.
0: All right, uh, let's move into the Santa Cruz uh, Dust Devils, currently sitting at 4-8 and eight on the season. Uh, got to see a little bit of them uh, at the Joe Padilla uh, tournament. Got to see them when they played against the Bears uh, down in Coolidge. Do you think that this team can um, improve later on in the season, or is this the struggles we expect to see from the Dust Devils going forward?
1: Um Based off of what I saw from the the games that I was able to attend with the Dust Devils, the one thing that I would say kind of I don't want to say is lacking, but they could definitely improve on or try to move people into the in into the role, which I know when I'm about to say it you're going to like your eyes are going to be like that's not an easy thing to do, but pitching, they 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 definitely need to find some reliable arms and it's and it's like you said earlier, you don't need someone to just, you know, hawk it in there or, or just throw a bunch of crazy junk. You need someone who's going to be reliable, who can place the ball, you know, where they need to and and to have just, and and the, here's another thing too, is to to have the baseball IQ of when and where and what and how to throw these pitches. Because that's one thing I feel is like not lacking just for the uh, Dust Devils in general, but a lot of these teams, like the, the baseball IQ just isn't there. Mm-hmm. And I I know that it probably stems from how well or how far back they started playing baseball. But I think with the Dust Devils, for sure, if they had a different arm to rely on other than than Daniel, then, yeah, they they would
0: definitely. So a little bit more depth in the rotation yes,
1: in that bullpen. Yes, they they definitely need a little bit more depth there.
0: Let's move into a team that uh, is uh, struggling. We know that they struggled uh, last year. Uh, Still have yet to really go and see this team. Uh, Speaking of uh, the Sequoia Pathway Pumas, they sit at 0-6 on the year. I'm not even too sure if they picked up a victory last year. I'll have to double check on that one. But why do you think that this program struggles so much not only in the baseball but in the spring sport of baseball and softball
1: I don't know it, it it's like you said we haven't been there to 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 actually observe like the ins and outs of what makes Sequoia pathway baseball and softball tick but if if I had to just openly speculate if you look at these scores there's not a lot of defense played there's yeah. no way that you could be giving up thirty runs a game and and, and be even putting in the effort on defense i i would definitely feel it's 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 all about fundamentals and to try to get everybody all on the same page from based off of the numbers that we get it it looks like it's just whenever these games start it's just an hour or two of chaos until the four innings are played and then game over
0: And do you think maybe um, and like I'm trying to piece it all together when it comes to the Maricopa area. I know we haven't really talked about Desert Sunrise uh, being that they're not at the AIA varsity level yet, uh, but they will be next year. You see the successes of Sequoia Pathways football team, but it's struggling at Maricopa High School. Now you go into baseball and you see the Maricopa baseball succeeding but Sequoia Pathway Baseball um, struggling to even put up runs. Do you think that that's where the divide is when it comes to having multiple high schools in one area and being able to pick and choose where you want to go depending on what sport you play?
1: Now that you say that, I actually think you might be onto something because if you try to put that into perspective, look at Casa Grande Mm -hmm. for a while. Well, even still like union was viewed as the football school and vista was viewed as the baseball and softball school so yeah i could definitely see that being being the divide and and what separates the two but yeah i don't know why i didn't make that correlation sooner but yeah that's yeah a good and,
0: point. and you know like uh being that we grew up in coolidge now you have a imagine um another high school over there but you don't see just because um imagine is not an aia like varsity school they're more of um are they caa I think some along those lines where they play like eight man football. So you know, I think that's why you still see they don't have to really fight each other for players and talent because that school's more focused on academics than they really are their uh, varsity sports, I would say. But that that was one of my biggest things is now that this county is growing. You got places like Santan Valley. They're all going to be pulling teeth to try to get certain people to come to their schools, depending on where their successes lie. But, you know, we could we could definitely uh, come back to that on another episode because it's a great topic to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, But let's wrap up with our last team, which is the Vista Grande Spartans currently sitting at six and seven on the year. Uh, We're able to pick up uh, a couple of victories, I believe, this past week, uh, which actually helped their record but definitely wasn't a team that we expected to be below 500.
1: No, not at all. But, you know, with them losing the key players that they did last season in those seniors, and and what's great is to see those seniors from last year flourishing in their roles this year. Um, It's great for them, but it it, it was devastating for the Spartans. And, And I don't feel like essentially that the youth is what's hurting the Spartans. I feel like it's just about... The connectivity of the team, I feel, I I think that last year's team was was sound because of their chemistry. Uh-huh. This team has to go through those growing pains, and I feel in because a lot of if you look at their roster, a lot of these kids are freshmen and sophomores. Give them about a year. I wouldn't be surprised if next year they were back in the full form that we are used to expecting from Vista Grande.
0: All right. Well, that will kind of wrap up. Uh, the baseball uh review for us. Um, but before we uh wrap up with baseball, what was your biggest positive surprise uh so far uh when it comes to baseball?
1: Biggest positive surprise bar none for me in baseball has to be the Coolidge Bears record. For them for me to see them with a record that's above five hundred right now, I, I can't be any more happier. Like this was something that I didn't anticipate in the beginning of the season, but for us to see the improvement of this Bears team, yeah, that that's definitely got to be my biggest surprise. What about
0: you? I think it's uh, the Florence Gophers. You know, for them to only have three losses this year, it uh, shows what kind of uh, team that they have. I know coming in from last year, I did not expect them to have the successes they have already. And, you know, I think as the season progresses, it's only going to get better for them. So for them to sit with only three losses on the year, I mean, it's a it's a great uh, way to start your season, and I only expect it to go up from there. I, I'd i honestly say I could see them losing maybe at most six games at the end of the year.
1: All right. What about your biggest surprise in a negative way for baseball? Or not necessarily negative, but a team that is underperforming in a sense.
0: I would have to say the Vista Grande Spartans for me. Um, you know, I, I know that they lost a lot of seniors, but... For them to, it it seemed like every week we were like, man, how is this team constantly losing? But it makes sense on how young they are. I thought um, the Spartans would be able to plug new players in and kind of almost seem like you never skipped a beat when it comes to that team because we always talk about uh, their coaching staff and how they're always well prepared so for them to have a uh, struggle at the start of the season that was a big surprise for me
1: yeah I'd have to agree with you that that's definitely a team that I would be surprised about how much they're dealing with these uh, growing pains but another team that I, that really surprised to me negatively is Sequoia Pathway I kind of felt like with all these years of not necessarily poor sportsmanship, but just poor effort from from an outsider's perspective. This is, comp- and this is no disrespect. This is just somebody that's that's speculating on something that I haven't even viewed on. But for them to continually take these, and I'm sorry to say it, but ass whoopings and to keep on going out, that's tough. I I I, I don't know. I I want them. I want them to come across a team that that just totally takes that game for granted and just come and just slap the taste out of their mouth. That's what I want for them. But, but the way things are going, it's, that just seems like a a really long pipe dream.
0: Well, we'll see uh, what the second half of the season uh, has for all of our baseball teams, but let's move into uh, some softball. Instead of starting at the top alphabetically, let's start at the bottom and uh, start with uh, Vista Grande. So uh, the Vista Grande Spartans are two and 14 on the year. Um, it's a team that we knew we going to struggle a little bit. They got a coach that's you know willing to uh, take the time to help build the program uh, back to what it was. But uh, did you expect to see the Spartans with only two wins on the year?
1: Right now, no. I, I I didn't anticipate them to have such a slow start. But it's not something that I see them having to deal with for the rest of the year. I think that each game is is something for them to to pick up. A, pick apart and, and 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 to use the the positives from those games and, and to to try to do better in the next one but yeah this is definitely not something that that i anticipated from the lady spartans and, and they could be just going through the same type of troubles that
0: and, and i think they're young from what i've been hearing is they're a young team but yeah it's a, it's about rebuilding that that program you know same thing had to happen with coolidge they had to go through those uh pains of having those seasons where you only win a couple of games and hopefully, like you said um, with uh, the boys in the baseball team is hopefully in the coming uh, next couple of years, we can see a big turnaround for the Spartans.
1: I could see that. All right, let's move into the Sequoia pathway Pumas, a team that is on five right now. So we, we, we just harped on, you know, them a little bit, you know, in the last one. So we, we won't, you know, dig on them too much, but, and they're
0: in the same boat as as the baseball team. Yeah,
1: and Pumas, we're, we're hurting with you. We, we want you to get a win, all right? And and, and I know this is going to sound like real angels in the outfield. It's going to happen. If, if you win a game, we'll get in those stands. I'll, I'll take the trip up to Maricopa, you win a game. But I, one thing that I won't do is go up there on a forfeit loss. You go, oh. you go up there and you win that game with your talents, I'll, I'll go in there and I'll sit there for either all four or seven innings. Just do your thing, Pumas, do your thing. All right, moving into their rival, the Santa Cruz Dust Devils softball team, a team that is 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 a little bit surprising to us as well, but we'll get into that a little bit later. This team is sitting at nine and five right now. Mm-hmm. And what is your takeaway this far from the Santa Cruz Lady Dust Devils team?
0: Um, I think for me was seeing, I believe it was just this last game that they just had uh, when they, uh, in the tournament that they were just at, was uh, seeing that they they barely got their first uh, home run hit that game. You know, this was a team last year that seemed like they were slapping the ball over the fence, you know, ru- routinely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to see that they only had a couple home runs, and it seems like uh, some of the games that they played, um, the bats just weren't alive. You, even uh, watching the uh, the game they had against Coolidge, it mm-hmm. was... It was different for me to see, like, not one through nine consistently hitting like they were last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's something that we're going to see uh, kind of improve as the season um, moves along. But, yeah, to see them without uh, at least one person with a home run besides this last game. Uh, granted, they got two. I think it was uh, Ileana and Tatiana mm-hmm. were the two. But, yeah, I I think uh, more home runs from the uh, Lady Dust Devils uh, in the future for watch. Definitely.
1: All right. Let's move into the Santan Foothills Lady Sabercats. Another team that we haven't been able to get a a good Mm -hmm. eye on, but a team that recently just picked up their first win at the expense of the ALA Anthem South Titans. Yeah. Now, when we saw the final to that.
0: you, You remember my remark, right? Yeah.
1: I didn't think that they were gonna do them like that, but like like I
0: put in the caption, they showed no mercy. No, they sure didn't. I think a oh, forty-one to fifteen was the mm-hmm. final because when you when you looked at me and I told you, I was like, dude, it's like a football, football score. score. Yeah, um, but hey, that's to me kind of shows you like the struggles of some teams that Santa Foothills might have just one win on the season, but they're. It's teams that are struggling worse than they are, and you you saw that the other day.
1: All right, well, let's talk about a team that's not struggling at all. The Post and Butte Broncos are sitting at four and two right now for softball. And do you anticipate that this is a team that will remain over five hundred throughout the rest of the season, or will they get close to it?
0: No, I think that uh, they're gonna remain above five hundred. Um, I think a couple. I think that their two losses were. I think only one of them was kind of got out of hand. But they've been in every single one of their games so far outside of that one. So um, they do have some ladies that can definitely hit the ball. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, three or four of our top five in batting average all come from and Butte. So you know they're, they're doing it offensively, and uh, I think they'll continue to do that.
1: All right. Well, let's talk about a team that's played almost four times the amount of games at These Poston tournaments. The Maricopa Lady Rams, who are 18-4 and four right now. A, a team that is just dominating right now in softball, and I'm pretty sure will probably be a new number one when the rankings are all said and done.
0: Oh, they most they most definitely will be. Um, I mean, like I said, what a complete turnaround between what we've seen in the fall from up to the winter time like the turnaround Maricopa has when it hits the springtime not only are their baseball teams succeeding but their girls are blowing it out of the water
1: yeah and and the thing is is that and you notice this a lot with uh covering both men and women's sports in high school this is a team that doesn't get the early games mm-hmm. a lot of uh softball teams have to get forced into that four o'clock window five o'clock window this is a team that gets those prime time games and will stay getting prime time games oh yeah because they are such a good program to compete with
0: all right let's go into the florence lady Gophers who are sitting at eight and six uh they just recently dropped uh their rivalry game to uh the coolidge bears uh but what are your thoughts on the Gophers? I mean, that's a team that from day one, uh, from last year, you kind of built a connection with. And um, and how do you feel that the team is doing so far?
1: So far, they're just making adjustments. There, there's there's things that are there from last season that are still around, like uh, the camaraderie in the dugout, the communication. Um,
0: but what about your girl, uh, Laney Wallace, going yard?
1: <laughs> Oh, in, in in the Coolidge game when she went yard, that I actually kind of saw that coming because how frustrated she was behind the plate and and watching her in the on deck circle uh, looking at Slush, who was pitching for the Bears, and how Slush was, you know, getting strikes and, you know, kind of like rubbing it into the opponent's face, like, one, that's two. When Laney got up to bat, it's like you could see that focus zero in. And just straight off the sound, everybody in the coolest dugout where I was actually behind taking photos, they, they it was automatically gone. said, oh, that's gone. Yeah. And I actually got video of her making her way around the bases and, and it was a good hit. It was pretty solid. It was just they weren't able to string up enough hits to compete with the Bears team. And, and I'm pretty sure they were a little bit surprised, too, because they weren't expecting the Bears to come out that hot.
0: Well, while we're on the topic of the Bears, they're a team that sits at 8, 6, and 1 and are a team like Santa Cruz was last year. No seniors on the team this year and built around nothing but freshmen and sophomore. Did you expect the Lady Bears to be sitting with eight wins so far this year?
1: I did not. And if I'm being completely honest, I didn't even expect them to to take away the win against the Gophers. Mm -hmm. And that's no disrespect against the Lady Bears or Coach Dan at all. It's just... Watching Florence play compared to having... From the games I've seen Florence play compared to the games that I've seen the Lady Bears play, they the Bears just didn't give me that confidence in their game as much as the Gophers did. But I, I don't even think that the that game had any sway on my opinion. I think that the last game that's going to be played at Coolidge High School is definitely going to be a factor in how this softball season will go especially in between the rivalry between coolidge and florence
0: all right moving into the combs coyotes the lady the lady coyotes sit at four and seven on the year it's kind of a another team we're still getting to know uh got to do a little bit more research Uh, don't want to just give you stats uh this time around but is this something you expected from the coyotes knowing their history
1: that's a tough question, with this being our first year covering them and not having really many interactions with them last year or or this year for that that matter. I don't know. Combs is kind of like our dark horse in a way, like yeah, we don't know how well they're going to perform or, or or what they're going to do, but they always have that one person that shines, and, and uh, it's just unfortunate that we just don't have a name right now, but I'm pretty sure we'll have that
0: soon. All right, moving into the Lady Cougars. Uh, Casa Grande sits at 8, 9, and 1. Uh, definitely a team that we can say uh, we had ho- hopes uh, for improvement. And I say, you know, one game below 500 is not bad, uh, especially from where the Cougars were a team that kind of struggled a little bit last year, especially building uh, uh, some consistency. So, them being at 500. I'm hoping that they can uh, pull out some victories later on in the season to uh, kind of to finish over 500 this year.
1: Either finish over or break even uh, moving into the city of Apache Junction. The lady prospectors are sitting at three and three right now and sitting at 500. To me, it, that I think I think that's pretty good. I, it
0: it I, was better than I thought.
1: Uh, yeah, I had I had the anticipation that it would actually be b- below 500, but for them to be right at it, that's pretty good. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do in the the rest of the season. All right, let's talk about the ALA Ironwood Warriors and the Lady Warriors. Right now, are sitting at 10 and four.
0: Yeah, big surprise there, for me at least.
1: Now, what do you anticipate comes from this ALA softball team? Is this a team that can compete? with Santa Cruz and Maricopa as one of the top teams in the county?
0: Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily know. I mean, you know, Maricopa being 6A and Santa Cruz being 2A, but one of the things I'm excited for is that race in the 3A Central. How the Warriors are succeeding so far, and then you have Coolidge who's, uh, you know, having a great season, and then you have Florence who's not far behind. I mean, they practically almost have the same record as Coolidge, It's going to be a fun race to the finish when it comes to that 3A central between these three teams. Um, Do I think that they have what it takes to compete with those upper echelon teams? I think so. I don't think this is a fluke or anything, you know, that we've seen in the past uh, for other teams. But this is the real deal when it comes to the Lady Warriors. I think their softball team is legit.
1: And what about the Lady Titans, who right now are currently winless at 0-6?
0: If you look at ALA Anthem South season, we already talked about how we expect the, you know, the bumps in the road. But I mean, anything with that doesn't have a zero next to it when it comes to ALA Anthem South, to me, is a, is a successful season. The basketball team, was, um, I, don't, I believe it was on the boys' side, was able to pick up a victory. I, you know, hope to see the same when it comes to the softball team this year.
1: All right. What about any surprises? from softball is there any teams that are surprising you positively that you haven't already touched on or or you want to revisit
0: um I think we we covered Coolidge that was probably both of our biggest surprise you know especially only having a couple wins last year I think for me it's ALA um Ironwood did not see that uh coming from them you know I did not know that uh Santan Valley got down like that in softball but they're proving me otherwise what about yourself
1: I think that the biggest surprise for me in softball would be the Casa Grande Cougars. Okay. Last season, they didn't have that well of a season. It was kind of turbulent throughout, only getting five wins throughout the entire season. And this year already surpassing that, uh, I think that that was definitely a good turnaround for the Casa Grande Lady Cougars.
0: All right. What about any any surprises of teams that are underperforming that we haven't touched on?
1: All right, I don't want to say this team is underperforming, but uh if if this team was a car, their brakes are squeaking a little bit. There's something <laughs> there's something to look at there. Uh right now the Santa Cruz Lady Dust Devils, granted their games haven't been like their losses haven't been wipeout losses where they're they're just not showing up and teams are just making them look like a fool. No, these are close games that you know that they've stayed in from you know start to finish. It's just the other team has just shown to to, to be a little bit more better, um, but by no means do I feel like that's uh, affecting the way I view the Santa Cruz Dust Devils. But I think that these losses that they've had, they can't have anymore. They they need to to use these games that are that are very close and to have more games like they did against what was it Benson where they beat them like 18 to zero after losing that that, that close game is, is having that same intensity after that is to try to bottle up that same intensity after a loss. So that way you can go into that next game with that, that same strength and blow out every team you face, because you and I both know that these girls are way capable of, of beating just about everybody they have on their schedule.
0: Yeah. Uh, that this many losses, Already in the season, it was definitely a surprise for me. We expected Santa Cruz to be one of our top teams, and not saying that they're not doing that because they definitely are one of the top teams still. But we didn't expect uh, that many blemishes uh, in the loss um, department when it comes to uh, the Lady uh, Dust Devils. But like I said, if you if you kind of look at their stats as far as batting goes, a majority of the girls are batting are batting uh, you know somewhere in the four hundred range. And to me, I know that they're not satisfied with that. So when the bats come alive, look out. I mean, they already just hit their two home runs, like I said earlier. I I expect a lot more to come, but definitely did not expect uh, that many losses.
1: Bomb squad is back, so be aware. But now that we went through the uh, baseball and softball this far into it, let's have a little bit of fun here. Let's go into baseball again. Let's talk about a little bit of high and low. All right. All right. So with this game... I'm going to give you a scenario, and you got to tell me whether you're going to go high or low with it. For example, ALA Ironwood in baseball is sitting currently with two wins and eight losses. Will ALA Ironwood have more 15 losses, higher or lower?
0: I'm going to go higher.
1: Okay, so they're going to have more than 15 losses this year, you think?
0: Yeah, I think that it's just a team that's struggling right now, and... I don't know if they'll have time to really turn things around to not lose that many games.
1: Okay. Sticking with ALA, high or low? ALA, Anthem South will win one game this season. Ooh. Uh, Will they win one, none, or more than one?
0: I'm going to say they will. I'm going to take lower.
1: So they're going to win none.
0: I don't believe that they... For just from what we've been seeing as far as the scores, the finals in those games, I don't see it looking good. Especially them being in that three A Central, they got to play some tough teams, so I don't expect it. And, and and we know how region play is, so I'm gonna take lower.
1: Okay, why don't you hit me with a couple? I take two, you take two.
0: All right, higher or lower? Connor Lopez will finish with more than ten home runs.
1: Higher. I, if you look at at his track record right now, sitting at what about six? Six. Not even halfway through the season. If if Santa Cruz the bomb squad, he's the bomb maker. You know what I mean? He, <laughs> he's definitely gonna hit. I would say if I had if if I was able to put a number on it, I say Connor finishes with thirteen home runs.
0: Okay, higher or lower? The Coolidge Bears will finish with more than fifteen wins this year.
1: I'm gonna say lower.
0: Okay. Just under, or you- just
1: under, they'll have, they'll have twelve wins, and if they, so and, you don't, okay, go ahead, and, go ahead. and I'll, I'll put this out there because, you know, we like to make things a little bit interesting. If these boys, go over twelve wins, at their end of the season, I'll throw them a party.
0: All right, well, I more hope than twelve that, wins. How
1: how many wins are they sitting? They got, they, they got to win four games. They got, they got to win five more games, boys. You win five more four. games? No, no, no. no. That's, if they win four, they just win 12.
0: No, they have nine wins.
1: They have nine wins? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you got to win four more games.
0: Sure, you don't want to. I hope this is coming out the loopy fun and not the varsity <laughs> breakdown, <laughs> breakdown fun because, man.
1: Hey. Hot and ready is hot and ready.
0: Okay, all but, right. Hey,
1: if 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 they want me to treat it like a third grade party, I'll cut them them slices extra thin and everybody gets a, a medicine cap full of Dr Pepper. Man, a party's a party. There you go. But no, if, if 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 I I don't think that they'll win over fifteen games. But yeah, they'll be just under it. If they can reach fifteen, that would be great. But the the way that their schedule works out for the rest of the season, that, that those are going to be some really tough wins to come by.
0: Okay. So we're, we're going to kind of keep it with high and low. We, we asked each other a couple of questions. Now this one is going to be buy or sell. Either you're going to buy the statement or you're going to sell it and think that it's not possible. Okay. Buy or sell the Vista Grande Spartans baseball team will make the playoffs.
1: I'm sorry. I got, I got to sell on that one. Okay. I, I feel as as much as they're still trying to to figure out their rotation and and figure out who's going to be the ace of that team right now, I think that there's so much calculating going on that there's not there's not going to be any real room for the playoff you know uh, expectations for the playoffs right now. So I'm going to have to sell that one. Okay. All right, I got
0: one for you. Go ahead. We'll, we'll switch off one and one. Go ahead.
1: Buy or sell. Anthony Pistorio will have 20 hits. And shout out to the Florence Gophers baseball uh, page on Instagram because I, I, I just thought of that right now. And and it, what's funny is when I think about that, the first thing I think about is looking at the comments and then seeing Michael Villa's comment like, nah, fam. <laughs> 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 Like the way these um, guys talk trash on social media is great.
0: You know what? I'm going to sell it. You're going to sell it? I'm going to sell it. Um, just because. You hear that, in not not saying that he wouldn't be capable of it, but they DH him. So how many opportunities is he really going to have? to? How many hits? Do, do you know how many hits he has? No, I, I really don't. Not off not the back oh, of my hand. Okay. So well, we'll look that one up. But if they DH him, he's not going to have very many opportunities to no,
1: you're hit right. the ball. So yeah. I'm,
0: I'm going to sell it. That, gonna that's sell? why I'm going to sell right.
1: it. All right. Hit me, Wolf of Wall Street. Or should I say the Coyote of Donegal Place?
0: Buy or sell? The Ala Anthem South Titans will have a better record than Sequoia Pathway Pumas in either sport. I'm buying that. You're buying it. I'm buying that. Okay. You so go Titans. So currently, neither team has a victory. mm So okay. Well, so, so you're gonna you're gonna buy that one, huh? Just like Angels in the outfield,
1: it could happen.
0: Yes, sir. All right. Buy or sell the.
1: Santa Cruz-Dust Devils softball team will not lose more than two games more this season.
0: Just regular season? Yeah, just regular season. You know what? I'm going to buy it. You're going to buy it? I'm going to buy it. The bomb squad got on the board. The bats are going to come alive. And I expect to uh, see more pictures with that uh, chain around their neck. So I'm going to go... I'm going to say that Santa Cruz has a great second half to their season and uh, won't lose two more games. All right. Okay, buy or sell. The Florence Gophers will win the 3A Central baseball team. And as of right now, they are sitting tied for uh, second place. With who? With uh, Gilbert Christian. At, they're both 2-1 and one in the region, while Santan Foothills and Valley Christian are 3-0. Oh. I'm selling. You're selling?
1: I'm selling. I think this is a year where Santan just has their number. And it's going to come down to the Battle of the Titans in in a way when it comes with Santan Foothills facing Gilbert Christian. Or, uh, excuse me, Valley Christian.
0: Mm-hmm. And that that's a another tough team to beat. But, okay. You got one more for me?
1: Buy or sell. The Santan Foothills Sabercats will get a clean sweep over the Florence Gophers this year in
0: baseball. I'm going to sell it. You're going to sell it? I'm going to sell it. I think that... The Gophers have one in them. I don't know if it'll be at Santan Foothills or if it'll be at Florence.
1: Their next game is going to be at Florence.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to, so sell, you're going it. to sell it. Sell it. Right. Yeah, I, I and it's just because it's just because um, I think Florence is playing good ball right now. You know, coming into uh, their own when it comes to their small ball. But like I said, it's going to be a tough game. It ain't going to be easy, but I think that they can pull one out.
1: All right. Well, we've gotten that far into baseball and softball. I'm pretty sure we can get, we can go on a little bit more. Oh, uh, but it was fun, dude. We should do it, that more. Yeah, it was. But before we go, let's talk about a couple of other things before we wrap up. Um, One, we got to talk to Coach Silvas, the coach for the Florence Gophers basketball team. And it's funny that you bring up small ball because the Florence Gophers will be hosting the Arizona Small Ball Showcase, which will feature a, f- a few of our Pinal County athletes. And I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of this event. And, um, Getting to talk to Coach Silvis, we got to hear a little bit about of how this game, you know, came to be, and uh, pretty much it it was a collaboration between Arizona Small Ball and Mr. Farley, Brandon's dad, and the fact that they were able to collaborate and get something going. That's it. That's, it's amazing, and and it shows you just how much people are are looking to move into this county and help it grow as well.
0: Yeah, and just how something small like that can come. You know, I know a lot of people talk about our fantasy drafts and stuff like that and how they want to see that really come about. And I mean,
1: and it's something that we're working on. We're, yeah. we're definitely putting in the wheels in motion on trying to, to, to make something like that happen. And, and I can't say this. Um, I can't say that without saying this, I got to give a huge thank you and a shout out to Santan Foothills, uh, athletic director, Mr. Romero and coach hurt of the, of the lady Cats basketball team, because they had, they both basically opened their gym and facilities to us asking us if we needed a place to, if we needed a place to actually hold the event that they would be more than happy to help us produce it. And, and that's something that I think we're going to have to take them up on their offer very Mm -hmm. soon. Definitely. Um, But other than that, uh, it's like you said earlier, bro, it's, it's crazy to think that year two is almost in the books. And what's crazy is a lot of these kids that we, we, met last year as juniors are getting ready to walk that stage this year Mm -hmm. and getting ready to graduate um but with that being said we're also getting ready to sell some lays for graduation and they're going to be color coordinated to match your gown and or or your capping gown and or or possibly your school colors if you need something custom or you would like something custom that's something you could definitely hit us up about but That's something uh, that we're doing. And I'll let you uh, dive into our next portion of what we're doing next.
0: Uh, So currently we are uh, doing our scholarship T-shirt, which we're selling. But uh, I believe uh, by Sunday night, uh, we should have the application uh, for the scholarship uh, that we talked about last episode. Uh, Just a little bit more details in it. It's uh, for seniors only have to uh, have a 3.0 GPA and played at least one uh, high school sport. Doesn't have to be a sport we covered, um, but just at least one sport in general. And then on uh, top of that, uh, of course, you have to be a resident and go to a high school in Pinal County in order to qualify for that. So uh, you, you could um, see the rest of the requirements and uh, what uh, needs to go into all that stuff uh, when we send the link out. Um, I'm hoping to have it uploaded by uh, Sunday night. So that that's the next big thing. So if you're a senior and that's something you feel like you want to apply for, we're picking one uh, boy athlete and one uh, girl athlete uh, to be our recipient. So uh, get out there and uh, fill out that application because I'm hoping we get a good turnout for that.
1: I'm hoping so too. And and just to be clear, this is, this is money that you can use for your college experience. We're not here to tell you what to spend it on or, or how to spend it. Whatever you see fit for your needs, get it done. If whether it's textbooks, whether your ride needs new tires or, or you even need if you're in a business course and you happen to need to suit or, or some type of dress clothes, by all means, get what you need. That's what mm-hmm. it's there for. One thing that we're looking forward to is is watching this grow and the fact that it's year two and we're talking about a scholarship and we're we're doing the things that we're doing. I, one thing that I would like for us to get into the the groove of doing is actually visiting these schools and not only just taking some time to talk to the student athletes, but students in general, like mm-hmm. I feel like we could provide a lot of insight, especially for those in business marketing. If you're in FBLA or DECA, which both of us actually participated in, in high school, hell even culinary. Cause if, if you want to get down, I'm talking to somebody who knows how to smoke the hell out of a brisket. So, <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like, My dad's not here. No, (laughs) But but that's something that I definitely love to do is to to share that information and to show just like how you did working the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. is to show these kids that coming from a small school, small area, small town, whatever the the situation may be, you have the ability to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And and I want to be there to spread that positive word and help make it happen.
0: Well, we'll definitely get that done, bro, and I really appreciate that and putting that out there because, I mean, a lot of these uh, students and uh, student-athletes that know of who we are, I mean, you had an experience today, and we could dive into that one on the next episode, Uh, but, uh, you know, you never know who knows you or who doesn't, but, you know, it would definitely uh, be exciting to get to know uh, the students uh, that attend our schools that Mm -hmm. we cover, so... I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to what we got coming up uh, for the second half of baseball and softball and to see what the end of the year brings uh, hopefully a, a state championship.
1: Hey, I would love to go to a few playoff games and end up going to a state championship game. And that's one thing that I'd be interested in seeing is where the state championship for baseball is actually
0: played. Yeah. And yeah, well, we'll get into that one Uh Hopefully uh, here in the next coming weeks. But uh, we'll be back uh, next week to uh, give you guys some updates uh, regarding baseball and softball. So stay tuned uh, for the updated standings, uh, the top fives, and everything else that uh, comes with the varsity breakdown. But any last words, brother? Take it easy.